Support for this podcast comes from Staples. Stocking your office shouldn't be difficult. Multiple vendors with separate invoices can create more work than you might realize. Staples aims to be your one source for everything your business needs. As an SGI member, you'll receive access to staplesadvantage.com. 3,000 aggressively priced items, up to 30% off list price on the products you use most, dedicated account management, and award-winning customer service. Free next business day delivery on orders over $50, plus a generous rebate. Use staplesadvantage.com and order today. Welcome to the Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful that you're here. Uh, as always, this is your reminder that all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your favorite podcast player of choice. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind everyone that registration is open for your SGI Fall Expo. It will be held in beautiful Temecula, California. That's Southern California wine country. The dates are October 8th through the 10th. If you haven't heard, by registering early and attending Expo, you could win a big, big prize. Uh, it's SGI and Learning Alliance's success on-site giveaway. Uh, a visit to your office worth up to $20,000 by an LA trainer, uh, Brandon Marshall, or an SGI coach. Uh, register today by clicking on the registration banner on your SGI Hub website. Today shows a great conversation I had with Victor Bachman of Mike Bachman Plumbing in Ogden, Utah. I'm talking to Vic today because Mike Bachman Plumbing is seeing a resurgence. Last year, the company did $1.5 million in sales, but currently it's on pace to hit $3 million very profitably in 2021. And I wanted to see what Vic and his team are doing to enjoy such great success. And we dug deep into the operational nuances of his company. And we'll cover a, a ton of topics, as you'll see. Uh, but as you will also see, especially at the end of the interview, the revenue and profit numbers aren't the only thing that drive Vic. In fact, they're probably not the most important thing. Uh, Vic comes from a family of plumbers. He's a fifth generation. Mike Bachman Plumbing is a family business. His three boys work with him. His sister owns the business with him. His best friend is also in the business and a business partner with him. And Vic wants his entire company to share in that family feel and share in his vision. He knows when people take ownership in the workplace, and not only are they more productive, they're happier. Uh, so it's no surprise that so many of Mike Bachman Plumbing's employees have been with the company 10 and 20 years. Vic is proof that you can have a great culture and a successful business. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Vic Bachman of Mike Bachman Plumbing in Ogden, Utah. I hope you enjoy it and take away another two. Vic, thank you so very much for being on the show today. Very excited to have you on. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, can you please share with everyone uh, your name, your company name, and where you're located? Okay. Uh, it's good to see you, but my name is Vic Bachman. I'm with Mike Bachman Plumbing, and we're in Ogden, Utah. Very good, very good. And uh, just so everyone kind of understands the the size and scope of the business, uh, let's let's talk um, let's talk about the breakdown. Uh, let's start in the office. How, what's what's the office team look like these days? Uh, so we have three uh, people that work in the office. Uh, my sister uh, is the main um, CCR, I guess, um, and then uh, we have two other girls that answer the phones for us and do the dispatching and that kind of okay. stuff 
Great, great. And how about in the field? What do we have in the field? How many trucks are rolling? How many? Uh, so many we have 13 plumbers um, out there working right now. Yeah. Um, well, 13 trucks basically. So I just got two new trucks last week. So great. We are. We've got 13 now. Yeah. Great, great. Do you guys have any apprentices rolling with them, or is that not a, a big uh, priority? Um, I do have two apprentices right now. Uh, Good. One of them we just hired a few weeks ago wants to be a plumber is really excited the other guy um uh, he is kind of just trying to decide if he wants to be a plumber or not but we sure. you know that's how we're trying to forget people nowadays is. exactly yeah yeah it's it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in it's that's the number one struggle for everyone is, is people yes. so uh, so anyway, well, good. That's good. You got a couple on board. You're, you're growing. That's doing the right thing. So uh, we're talking today, uh, you know, because everyone's going to want, want to know why, because business is going very well. Uh, maybe share with everyone what you do in revenue last year. So last year we did uh, one and a half million. Okay. Um, and that was, we've increased in the last couple of years. Yeah. So. And this year you're on target for what? Yes. This year we're on target for three million. Um, our goal was three million, and we're at 1.6 right now. So we actually are a little ahead of our goal for the year so far. That's a big jump. That's great. That's fantastic to hear. So we'll dig into uh, you know the nuances of Mike Bachman Plumbing in a minute. But uh, before we do so, I always love uh, uh, telling people stories and learning their stories. And and actually, for those people that are watching or listening to this, I had the pleasure of. Uh, interviewing uh, Vic's dad, Mike, uh, for the, our very first magazine that we rolled out in 2005. Uh, we called the magazine, The Compass Magazine. Uh, oh, there we go, there's the numbers. Uh, <laughs> and now it's called The Successful Contractor Magazine, and, and obviously the show's The Successful Contractor. So uh, Vic and I ran each other at a, an expo, and, and we said, how, how apropos would it be to, to bring you back, you know, to bring, bring well, bring you in now, uh, 15 years later to see how the company's doing. So I'm really excited. Uh, to have you on, so let's let's talk about Mike Bachman Plumbing. Now, you, uh, how many generations of plumbers are are in the uh, the Bachman family? So there's actually six generations now. I'm fifth generation, and I have three boys that are plumbers that work for me right now. And That's so incredible. It was started by my great great grandfather in 1915. He started wow. Bachman Plumbing, yeah. and my dad actually went on his own in 1975. Okay. Um, kind of broke off from them and started Mike Bachman Plumbing. They were into more commercial stuff and he went into repairs and and residential. Very so we good. Repairs, most, you know, just basically all repairs since 1975. 1975. Now he never, I can remind me, he was he never did construction. You guys never dabbled into construction or any of that kind of stuff, right? No, he did with Bachman Plumbing, but then when he went on his own, he just did home repairs, water heaters, faucet repairs, yeah stuff yeah yeah now when did you uh when, i guess you you joined your dad's company right away you never were part of the other bachman plumbing yeah i was never part of it i was born in 71 so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i did start pretty much plumbing with him at a real young age yeah um, i think he started paying me probably when i was about 16. oh okay that's pretty good i thought you're gonna say he didn't start paying you until like five years ago or something like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no, but yeah so you know, I've been working here my whole life, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's just part of 
I was born into this job, I guess you could say. <laughs> sure, for sure, for sure. That that's uh, that's a common theme, but that's all right. It's a good industry. Um, and you're and see, you've taken over, um, you know, running the business since when? What like oh, remind me, I forget what the so year. So I check. took over a little over three years ago. I took uh -huh. over, um, and then I also have a business partner who's named Chad Roy Lance, which is uh, one of my best friends from high school. Uh, he started with us over 20 years ago. Oh, wow. he, he was a computer geek and he kind of lost his job doing that. Um, the company he was working for went closed down and he was kind of starving. And so I asked him to come and, you know, work for us for a little while just so he could pay his bills. Yeah. And he ended up liking it, got his plumbing license, and now he's a partner with me. And That's then great. also my sister is a partner with me also that's great. that's great that's people you can trust right there so that's that's wonderful um and you guys have been a part of the, the psi or sgi family for gosh has it been 20 years yet if it's not 20 years we're getting close to it i guess well yeah we were one of the the first groups in it was back then it was psi with plumber success international right. they didn't have anything else um, right 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 yeah it's kind of changed a few a little bit we did drop out for a little while there uh -huh. Um, you know, we just, my dad, I think, got comfortable where we were at. And, sure. You know, and PSI was kind of going through some changes, too. And oh, yeah, so we acquisition, dropped out. And then we joined back up, I think, a little over four years ago. We started. Oh, that's up. right. Very good. And your brother-in-law is a part of the, the SGI family as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so, well, he's the ESI. Um, yep. Master Electrical Services. He was the basically the first, first. electrical. Yeah company that was that was my dad um, and me were at a an expo when they brought up that they wanted to do electrical and we signed up that day for that started yeah. that got my brother-in-law involved and then yeah that, it's a whole other story of where that went <laughs> yeah well no i know they're doing well but uh, yeah i as i remember brett's like oh yeah mike we said we're, you're doing this so uh yeah. but anyway so well good yeah it's a it's a family uh, it's a family affair with uh sgi so um yes. Well, good. So we're we're happy to have you on. So hey, yeah. By the way, what is what's Dad doing? Is he still being a commercial fisherman for fun, or what? What is he doing now? Last I talked to you, he was like in Alaska doing something crazy. Well, I believe he's heading up to Alaska next week. Uh, oh, okay. Guiding fishing trips up there. He was scheduled to go up this spring and do some uh, shrimp boat captain. He was going to be a captain <laughs> of shrimp boat, uh, but some stuff with COVID happened and they had to cancel that. But he's doing quite a bit there. He was on a. Yeah. Uh, church mission for his church in Hawaii for a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, he plays with cars and he's still into yeah. a lot of cars. Yeah. Um, I think they talked about that in the last time you interviewed him. How many cars? Yeah, he got. he's got a car collection. I, he I, got like, up I, to like yeah. 36 cars. <laughs> um, now he's kind of selling a few of them off, but. Um, well, you can only drive one at a time, so, you know. Yeah. He enjoys the cars. And Good. Yeah. That's good for that's good for him. Well, you know, you work hard long enough, you can enjoy the the, the fruit of your labor. So, yeah, um, he is also guiding some trips up in Yellowstone National Park too. He's oh wow, for a guide up there just for fun. But. So he can't sit down. That's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he constantly having to do something. He yeah. didn't really want to retire, but he he says that I kind of forced him out. And, <laughs> Well, get stuff and get out but yeah. it wasn't quite that way but <laughs> no i yeah no, that's funny it's time it's time to let the fifth generation run with it so yeah now you said you got three boys and there are they all uh are they all uh plumbers or or what roles are they in the business 
Yeah, so I have two of them that have finished their schooling. Um, they're both getting ready to test. And then my uh, third one that's working for me is actually a third year apprentice this year. So okay. we have four years of schooling. I actually okay. have five boys all together. So oh, wow. My oldest uh, didn't want to be a plumber. And then my youngest is not a plumber either. But uh -huh. there's still hope for him. So There you go. Well, you got a basketball team, if nothing else. So. <laughs> <laughs> five boys um that's great so yeah remind me what are the uh licensing requirements in the state of utah is it a state license uh do they does, it, does each uh, plumber have to have his own or his or her own license or can they work under your license every yeah. every state's different they're supposed to have their own um we have okay. a four-year apprenticeship program where they have mm -hmm. to go to have to be working as a plumber and then actually mm -hmm. going to school um at the they call it the atc which is the uh, technology center here they teach the classes there's two days a week okay uh, so they have to do that and then once they get enough hours working and and the four years of school they can then test for their journeyman wow so you guys have some really tough restrictions i mean some states it's the wild west where you know you, you come in for a few weeks and uh you can work under someone's license and start running calls so uh, that makes it challenging i'm sure to find to find people but uh go, go yeah. ahead that's a real tough thing anywhere, I think, in the country right now is finding yes. qualified people. So yeah, yeah we sure. get a lot of people, that, well, I'm a plumber, and, and it's like, okay, and they don't have a license. And, well, yeah. I've been doing it for so long, and you give them a chance, and they still, and I was like, well, I don't know what you've been doing for the last 10 years, but it wasn't plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe in construction, it's running pipe for 10 years straight. Um, but anyway, so that's interesting. Um, so let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the last four years let's, since you guys have been back. Uh, what are what are some of the things, I mean, I mean, sales are, are up. That's great. To, it's great to hear. Great to see. Um, what, what's been a big recipe? I mean, has it been, is, you know, we always we talk to a lot of times with with new, you know, members are just start, kind of turning things around, um, you know, when I interview them and, and we kind of talk about the story of what they did to turn around. And, um, you know, for this kind of uh, increase in sales, did you, was a lot of it just increasing pricing to begin with? Was that something you guys had gotten stagnant with? Or were you always pretty good about kind of regularly increasing your prices to make sure, uh, you know, you're getting the margins you need to get? Well, yeah. So when we first joined PSI with my dad, you know, the, the, our whole life's changed. It was a totally different world for us because they taught us a lot of different things, how to price and yeah. you know, we, you know, wearing uniforms. And we always did a lot of a lot of the stuff we had already been doing, you know, our trucks were, were wrapped and they were painted back yep. then, you know, we advertised it and stuff like that. But we, our whole business changed from what we were doing. We were a lot of repairs. And, and I, I like to call us, I used to say that we were one of the, all the slumlords would call us because we were no. cheap. <laughs> yeah, sure. And so that changed. We, our prices changed. So our whole clientele changed. Yeah. But I think what happened over the years, you know, we did the SGA thing, we did the red carpet and the uniforms and all that. Sure. And that really helped and made a big difference. But we got back into our comfort zone. You know, we sure. were doing, my dad was at the point where he was making money and he was happy and sure. just got in the comfort zone. And so then when it started to get time for me to take over, I was thinking, you know, we've got to do something else. We, I want to be bigger. I want to make, you know, more because I've got five boys that, are going to want to be in this company and it, yeah right now it's comfortable for one two people yeah as owners but whether there's going to be more we need to be bigger and so yeah. 
I decided, you know, I talked to my dad, I said, we need to get back into this SGI. And so we called them back up and they, you know, they let us back in, which was great. Sure. Sure. Um, so, and then we started, you know, and a lot of things had changed. Oh yeah. I mean, they used to say, you can't have beards, you can't have any of that. Oh, I know, yeah. Right, tattoos, wear long sleeves. I mean, now the world has changed. The world has changed. People are more accepting. Yeah, and so, you know, it was kind of a, a change again for us. We went to sure. you know, the EP again, and I was able yeah. to go there and learn quite a bit. And so we started Good. doing stuff again and getting the guys back into it and started pushing the, the club memberships again. And, you know, Good. and the pricing guides, We I took and revamped the whole price guide, raised prices way up. Good. Uh, Again, you know, we were in a comfort zone and you get yeah. scared and you think, gosh, I can't be too much higher. I'm looking at that right now with these water heaters are going oh, crazy. Yeah. And you're telling me that's going to go up another 12% right. next month and it's already gone up three times this year. I'm like, I can't right. do it. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, how many times you print a guide? Yeah, no, I understand for sure. So, no, it's just the call. I mean, I think at least now everyone, I think, is understanding how prices are inflating. So, no one, I don't I'm sure some people will always get sticker shock, but I think at least it's out there in the public that uh, prices are going up across the board in just about every. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one good thing that you know SGI has taught us is that you got to keep up with that because it sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden you, you think you're making money, and then you look at your stuff and you're like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm losing money." Yeah. Right. Yeah. They exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about EP a little bit. So that's, that's good. You brought it up. Um, you know, you mentioned you had to kind of reassess your prices, you revamped the guide a little bit. Um, what, what else were, were some things that you left that week and went, boy, you know, we need to get back to doing this, or we need to start doing this. I think one of the biggest was probably getting, uh, um, uh, you know, a goal, having goals set and making sure that you have it so that you're looking forward to something. Um, I believe I can't remember his name. He was there. He since passed away, but uh, oh, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Paul he was. Yeah. I think that was one of his last ones that he did there. But yeah, uh, you know, he had a big audacious goal. That was was a really good thing for me. You know, I yeah. got to set something. I I need to have that goal so that I have something to shoot for. Yeah. 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 Do you remember what your big audacious goal was uh, a couple of years ago? Putting you on the spot, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, the biggest thing is I would like to be a lot bigger company. I'm, I'm shooting for around 5 million is where I'd like uh -huh. to be at. Yeah, sure. So, um, and I made a lot of little steps to get to that point. And sure. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you're trending in the right direction. That's for sure. So, and, you know, we look at it as like, do I want to bring in electrical and heating and all that? And, and right. we've decided that we just want to be plumbers. That's what I am. That's what I know. And, sure. And so, you know, I don't want to step on my brother-in-law's feet by any means with his electrical company. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and, but, so we just decided we're going to stay plumbers. We can probably hit this much. And, and oh, I'm sure. And be good at it. So. Yeah. But Utah is kind of a weird area for business. We have a huge uh, service area. Right. I talk to some of these people like Dallas, and they're like, you know, we go so many miles from our shop. And I'm thinking, wow, that'd be nice. We're going, you know, 60 miles one direction and another 60 miles the other direction. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
we yeah. go from the Idaho border to North Salt Lake, and so it's Holy a cow. area. Yeah. But the houses are, you know, a lot of spread out areas, and that, yeah, you know, we're kind of confined on the Wasatch Front, so it's a big stretched out. It's not a big area. So sure, that kind of makes it interesting. Like yesterday or the day before yesterday, I drove clear up to Bear Lake, which is a two-hour drive to do a yeah. job. Holy and cow. Just, yeah. And there was a hotel up there that was having trouble, and they needed it right now, so I was able to run up there and help them. But Yeah. You know, it's, and they pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> ain't driving two hours for, for if not if it's not lucrative, I, I would assume. It's two hours just to get there, and then the job, and then two hours back. It's back. a long day just for fun job but absolutely yeah. so but if the right margin it's okay with me you've got this big service area and and uh you know obviously you want to get the right technicians and the right jobs right just we call it dispatching for profits who who's in charge of uh kind of setting the board each morning are you doing that or are you uh or do you have your your dispatchers you trust them to do that so that's actually something we've been working on recently um yeah. i i have two managers so we just kind of i used to have one manager that ran the guys but i've getting to the point where that's too many guys for one manager. Right. So we, uh, a few weeks ago, we we promoted another one of our other guys up to manager. So that's great. Two managers. We split the team up. Um, yeah. And, and then in the mornings, they come in, they go over the invoices from the day before, make sure everything was good with that, check the numbers, the KPIs. Yeah, uh, their team, and then they go in and work with the girls in the office to, uh, you know, schedule the, the jobs out for the day. Yeah, sure, we get the right person on the right job, that kind of stuff. So that's great. So these two people, the two managers, are they the service managers, or what do you what do you kind of call in their role? Yeah, team we're leaders? called yeah service managers. Basically, it's yeah. uh, it's Michael Bryan and Kim Rentmeister. So we have they both been with us for over twenty years. Yeah. Uh, which is good so yeah um, so they've they've been through the beginnings and seen the, the changes and and so they know yeah. the system yeah and they're on board with the, the stuff which you know is that's important is having all your guys yes. on board, so right right that's great so uh what each guy one, one is handling what six and the other's handling seven something like that yes yeah that's great good uh, for you that having an apprentice under them too so that yeah decide who gets the apprentice goes with during the day Sure. So, um, so the first gentleman that you elevated, so he was, I guess, one of your top technicians. And what, what about his? Because people that are going to watch and or listen to this, you know, they always want to know, who do I, you know, who who do I put in that type of role? You know, do I hire outside the company? Do I lift a a great technician? So, what kind of, I guess, let's let's let me reset the question this way. What kind of traits about him made him a good manager or make him a good manager? Well, I think the big, the most important thing to me was that he's been here a long time. I, I like to promote inside the company. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we watch him and make sure that he, he was going to be right for the thing. But he's getting, you know, he's older. He's actually older than I am. So, um, and he's I think you're not that old. <laughs> well, I turned 50 this year, which is yeah. surprising me because it just seems like it snuck up a few years ago that we, Join PSI. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and, sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off there. But yeah, no. But you um, like you valued his consistency, and and I guess he know. I mean, he knows the technical ends of the job, right? And he also knew knows the, the KPIs you want to hit. 
yeah, and you know, he he followed it. He was one of our really good plumbers too, which yeah. is kind of scary because you're thinking, oh, do I want to take one of my good plumbers away? But he right, just gets right. to the point in his life where he's he just he can't do the stuff like he used to. You know, he's slowing down himself. Sure. But, you know, carrying those big heavy sewer cables and you know stuff, it, it's hard on him. So um, you know, I thought, well, let's put. We talked to him, pulled him in, talked to him about it. He said, yeah, I'd like to do something that you know and not have to be doing the physical work as much so that's why we yeah. go manager position how long has he been in that in that role then uh he's been in it for almost two years now two i believe years. okay okay now talk about it was you know when you made that decision to to add a layer of management basically between you and in the text and i'm sure you still talk to them and and have yeah. relationships with them but was it was it just because you were trying to help i mean it wasn't just because you were trying to help him i guess you realized as a is trying to grow a business you couldn't you couldn't do it all right you needed some help yeah um and that's one of the things we kind of struggle with is me getting out of a truck and getting right to where that i can just do other things and 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 so that was kind of one of those things that would help because it could take some of the pressure off of what all the things I was doing, give it to yeah. somebody else. Um, you know, the girls were still wanting me to do all this other stuff. And then, oh, we have this job that we can't get to. Can you go do it? You know, and yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have time, but, you know, yeah. and so, but yeah, you come to a point where you just can't do everything. And it, exactly. You gotta learn. It's hard. And my dad had a real hard time with that. Um, <laughs> getting other people to do he wanted to be able to do it all and, and sure. be in control of it all and, and yeah i've got to the point where i, I don't want to do it all i want right to have some time with my family and, and exactly so. exactly so let's talk so when you added the uh the second manager the second gentleman um was it just the fact that your first service manager hey 13 bodies is just way too many i think often we say 10 is about the max you can do so you just recognize that was that was there was a need right there yeah so basically i think really what got that is i had two apprentices um mm -hmm. that were getting ready to be in trucks and i'm like well if we put them in trucks that's going to be too much for one one manager so we decided to add that next one and yeah. kind of down yeah um, so how what, what's what's there now you know so and he by the way how long has he he been in that role it sounds like it's not been too too long uh just less than a month Let's say, oh wow so it is yeah. relatively new yeah. okay so how have you been working so he's out of the field completely or is he kind of in the field still while doing it they're still in the field okay. um but they they manage the guys and then they go out and help where it needs if anybody needs help they'll help with okay. that or they'll go do some of the other smaller jobs that they can you okay. know fit, that kind of stuff so. so their so their workload has changed though they're not yeah. taking on okay very yeah, good was a little bit different they're you know managing the guys more and then kind of more in control of of where the jobs go okay so they help direct that in the field yeah. okay okay just you know you don't have to be too uh specific but again i'm just thinking there's members or uh, you know people outside of the, the group that, that watch and listen to these things um yeah. Com compensating a service manager like it again you don't have to give specific numbers but is it a salary based type thing with with incentives is it hourly incentives is it just straight salary how how have you decided it works best for you guys well we pay them by the hour basically yeah. uh, we've always done that um, so we pay them by the hour we also have a lot of other conversation we have profit sharing 
Okay. And so they have goals that they have to meet. If they meet certain goals, they get 1% of everything that they brought in that day. So if they meet their goal, everything above that, they get 1% of, of the whole day. Um, we also have, you know, for our other guys, um, if they sell certain items, they, you know, get perks that way. Sure. Uh, so there's like a, a profit sharing account for them. Um, and then also a, um, called the goal account where they get that and then they can take it. Um, and what started that was basically Christmas bonuses. We got tired of every year, you know, giving Christmas bonuses and then guys talk and it's like, oh, well, no. how come he got more than I did? You know, I've been here just as long or well, yeah. but he brought in more. And so he yeah. kind of came up with this idea that basically this is your Christmas bonus. The amount of money you make is what gets this, you know, you make more because you brought in more. Absolutely. It, it, it made a big difference because that way they, they knew what they were getting. And it started out as Christmas that they could take it out at Christmas time. Now it's basically yeah. they can take it out anytime they want. Um, okay. If they need it, they can take it. Uh, okay. And, and it works out really well that way. But I like it. Yeah. Um, you know, we do compensate. We have insurance that we, you know, pay for the, the guys. We've got, you know, lots of different trips and different things that we, we do with them. Oh, yeah. So. What are the trips? Let's talk about That sounds fun. Let's. What, what kind of trips have you done? Well, uh, our latest one that we're going to is in November. We're going to Belize. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, the whole so company? With uh, Diamond Club memberships. Uh, if they okay. can sell diamond clubs and I made it so that anybody could actually win. In fact, I would take them all if they all, but it ended up that only one of them actually ended up uh, getting the goal that we had. Okay. Uh, we are going to take him and one of our secretaries. We're going to Belize in November for a week. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's really fun. Yeah. But we do all kinds of little trips here and there. We'll, you know, we'll take, couple times we've taken them all to training we've closed up for a week or three days and took everybody to uh, the trainings that SGA give um, yeah it's hard to shut down for a week but sometimes oh, sure. it needs to be done um, yeah yeah you know sure. in fact uh, a couple weeks ago I just noticed the guys were it's been so busy lately that everybody's been kind of running ragged so I just they came in one day I said you know we're gonna shut down on Wednesday, I'm going to take you and all your families to Lagoon, which is an amusement park. Oh, uh, nice. In town. And so we just shut down for the whole day. I took our whole families and, and all the guys. We went to, to Lagoon and spent the entire day there. That's and great. It just kind of helps recharge their systems. And, yeah. You know, and sometimes you got to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Do you, so is it just you kind of watch body language? I mean, I guess you just see where the guys are. Or you just know, hey, we've got... We've been running hard and long for so long, and everyone seems upbeat, but we still just need to do this. Yeah, and I think, you know, most of our guys have been here a long time, so we have quite a good feel for how they're feeling. And you can tell, you yeah. know, just by when they come in in the morning, how they're acting and yeah, those kind of things. So sometimes you just have to have that recharge type. And, yeah. You know, and you have, yeah. And you have everyone come in every morning so you can see the whole team. Yeah, so they come in every morning. Uh, we meet in in the we have a little training room, and we usually talk to them every morning. We'll have huddles. Uh, right. Once we have a real in depth training, right. where we sit 
sit down and we'll spend, you know, an hour to two hours, depending on what we're training. Yeah. Uh, times we just will, we do videos from SGI. Other times we do hands on where we yeah. actually go out in the shop and tear water heaters apart. Oh, wow. Okay. Do that kind of hands on training softeners and drain cleaning stuff. And mm-hmm. so. Before I dig more into training, because that that in itself can can lead to a bunch of stuff, but I, w- I was intrigued because you were talking about you know watching the guys and and how they're feeling, how they're doing. Did you guys run seven days a week? Do you do five days a week and just emergencies on the weekends, or what do you guys do? Yeah, so it's basically five days a week. We are open for emergencies on the weekend. Yeah, uh, we have a, a a person. So we have somebody goes on call Thursday night at midnight. Okay. Uh, and so they work from the regular hours and then after hours they're on call for the whole week until the next Thursday at midnight. Okay. And then, and then they get that next Friday off. So that Thursday at midnight, they get that the next day off. Sure. Um, and they're on call. And right now there's like 10 plumbers in the, in the system that are on that. So they're only every 10 weeks. Right. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. And we've tried tried lots of different. Uh, hold on. Anything was ringing. <laughs> have Bluetooth I, hearing right. aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so a lot of different ways of, of doing on call, and it's been kind of crazy. You know, the guys hate being on call. Oh sure. But it's something you have to do. Plumbing. Yeah. You know, is one of those things that just happens only during business hours. Yeah, but, when a toilet's overflowing and someone can't figure out how to turn it off. Yeah, that's, we've tried yeah. lots of different things over the years, and this one seems to work really well for us now. Yeah, they're not, you know, having to worry about. They know when they're on call, they can plan for it, and sure. So, yeah, who uh, now who takes the phone calls, the after hours calls? So we have a girl that works for us. In fact, I didn't count her in the office, which I probably should. Um, so we have four people in the office, but she answers the phones at, uh, after five o'clock at night till eight okay. o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Now, does she just work out of her house or does she come? I mean, yeah, she, she just works out of her house and okay. wherever she's at and okay. she's really well for us. Yeah. But we like to answer live. We don't, because yeah. if you don't, people hang up and they call the next person. So. Yeah. How, how long has she worked for you then to do, I mean, to work that night shift is, uh, you know, that's not. Not everyone wants to do that. She's actually been working for us for, I believe, four years now. Okay. Wow. And so, uh, but yeah, we've gone through a few people. Oh, <laughs> sure. I actually did it for a while myself, and that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, not you spend a full day at the office, and then and then you're taking a call at two in the morning. Um, so, I, what what is the service fee to come out? You know, if I call, you know, and it's just like my toilet's running, and it's two in the morning because I'm a night owl. Uh, like what is there a sir elevated service fee to go you know what bob i think it's best we schedule you the next day <laughs> kind of thing yeah you know? so um our regular service fee during the day we charge 69.95 to come out right okay so yeah. after five o'clock it goes up to 150. okay after eight o'clock it goes up to 200. Good, and yeah. at two o'clock in the morning it's whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of what I do. But, yeah that's um, great yeah. So you, you know, make it. Yeah. You do yeah. disincentivize them. And let I me, mean, you'll take it, right? If someone's going to call you for that. But 
but yeah, but yeah. And that's kind of one of the perks that we give for the guys too so after hours if they charge the 200 dollars dispatch yeah 100 dollars of that they get a key oh nice yeah plus along with their overtime and everything that's else. great yeah that's just one of those things we realize it's hard to go out in the middle of the night sure you know nobody wants to do it so yeah yeah do you get do you get much of that or is, are people are you, are you able to rebook them during during the, the day um, most the people will rebook now uh yeah. there's a few that want it right now and, you know yeah. they got the money to do it I guess. On sunday that i went up to bear lake for the two-hour drive that was yeah um, you know, it's they had to have it. It was an emergency. They had 400 people in there, and they couldn't shut the water off. So yeah, right. You know, everyone's you do get weird people that's like, you know, my faucet's like I gotta have it right now. It's like really, you have to fix your faucet. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, but if they're willing to pay it, we'll come out and do it. You know, for sure, for sure. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's interesting. Um, I'm glad we got into that. Uh, all right, let's talk training. I mean, that, that's great. You guys get together. You do the the daily huddles and you also you do your training who kind of dictates what what is going to be trained each week and by the way who does who does the training is it one of the service managers or do you enjoy doing that still um i do some of it uh my uh partner business partner chad partner, he's right a lot of it um mm -hmm. and then we're also going to start getting the managers to start teaching some of the stuff but right. that's one of the things i changed when i i took over from my dad um we would uh when, before I, I called this the, the toy box because my dad has all these cars and and it wasn't really a plumbing shop it was he had his cars some of his cars here and we had a few plumbing things here and there but we all met here and we'd have to sit out you know between the cars and have our little meet <laughs> and so sure. when I took over I built a whole new room on the back uh, oh great um, I made my little office here for me and then I built a training room which we have yeah. you know it's got tables and it's comfortable for the guys uh, we have a big screen tv up in front that we can put stuff on and yeah. so we do have those kind of training and then we have uh then i took the back and i made a, a warehouse back there and put all plumbing stuff stuff in there who uh that's great um, home depot pro which barnett oh wonderful one of the sga partner stocks for us yeah. keeps that stuffed up yeah uh, which and that's really helpful to have because that keeps the guys on task. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. A lot of time at the houses if you if you let them go there. So yeah, yeah. But so we have that. We also build a full kitchen on, which we keep fully stocked. The guys have breakfast, lunch. They can eat anytime they want. We have soft ice cream machine, ice shirt. <laughs> so oh, that would be bad news for me, Vic. I'm going to say right now, I'd have to be buying new suits all the time. Well, yeah. So last week I was out. I had kidney stones all last week. Oh no! And so the guys didn't, didn't know how to set up the soft ice cream machine. So they were calling me every day. How do you do? That? We need ice cream. We need ice cream. You should and have so, charged them a service fee, a two hundred dollars service fee. Yeah. So <laughs> this week I came and hooked up the ice cream machine again. Oh, okay, man. And and, so, and the tickets went soaring after that. Everyone started selling more. <laughs> it's kind of oh, funny. My God. You wouldn't think that uh, something that simple would make guys happy, but when I first put it in, I'd I'd go to the supply house and the guys would be like, "Wait, do you have a soft ice cream machine?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you should come work for us." That's <laughs> right. You're, yeah, the res your resume is increased by 500 percent the next day. That's that's hilarious. Oh my goodness, that's great though. That's great. So okay, well before we get too far off off on on ice cream, let's yeah, let's circle back. Training. Yeah, circle back <laughs> to the training. So the training room. 
all right. So you and you said your partner will do some of the training too, right? So you guys yes. can you just decide on what? What based on any unique circumstances that have popped up with service calls or, yeah. or I mean, you, you know, you mentioned you try and sell certain things, maybe a monthly, you know, I don't know, service or or, or upgrade that that someone you know you guys decide on. Yeah, it's always you know a work in progress. I guess you're always trying to figure out and watching the KPIs and saying, okay, we need to train on this, or yeah. you know, I'll ask the people, uh, you know, what do you feel you need help on? We had uh, one of our our plumbers the other day. She uh, actually said that she wanted some training on water softeners. Oh wow! And okay. I brought in some water softeners. We pulled all the heads apart. I actually brought in. Uh, the manufacturer of our water softeners, he flew in town, came in and and came and sat with us and, and talked about water softening. And That's great. That stuff. So, I mean, we're always looking for new things and we want to make sure that they're getting something out of it. You know, if you sit and watch too many videos, you lose them, you know. Yeah, you yeah exactly. Smile and they learn something. But if you do it week after week. Yeah, they glaze over. Yeah. So, 100%. 100%. And, and I find that they learn a lot more hands-on is helpful for them. Sure. You know, and everybody's a little bit different, but I, I think they get more when you're actually got something, you know, get a tankless water heater and pull it apart, you know, yeah. and let them take it apart, put it back together, and learn how everything fits together. And that makes right. a big difference. Right. I'm sure it's probably cut down on some callbacks over the years. You know, if you keep circling back to the technical side, you know, someone might think they know how to do something, and but the minute you train on it, they go, "Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't know how to do X, Y, or Z." Yeah, and then stuffs changing all the time too, so you sure. got to keep up with it. You know, right? Because every time they come out with a new model or something, something's different. And, different, yeah. You know, right, so. right. So you you met you mentioned KPIs a handful of times. That's great to hear because obviously this is a numbers driven business, right? We're not in it just uh, just for fun. What KPIs are you really keeping an eye on, or your your service managers keeping an eye on, so you know, hey, if that goes astray, we better uh, we better sit down with someone, or we better create some training to address that circumstance. Yeah, um, I'm looking. Uh, you know, every morning I get the numbers from the day before. Uh, look at um, job, you know. Uh, let's see. Probably one of the biggest one I'm looking for is um, <laughs> uh, putting you on the spot. I know. If I grab it, I'll be able to read it here a little sure. bit better. So, you know, I'm looking at the total calls that we perform. Uh, field per labor percentage is real important to me. Field and office labor. Am I meeting that? You know. Yeah. Huge. Something wrong there. Are they not charging enough? Um, how many clubs are sold, um, which lately hasn't been real great. I'm going to have to train on that again. <laughs> so, hey, that's always something, right? Um, you know, average invoice is important. Yeah. Uh, how many, I, I look at and I see how many jobs were zero jobs. You know, right. why did we go out there and not even at least collect a service fee? Exactly. You know, was it a warranty call? Was it callback? Was it, you know, why and and that's nice because I look at that and say and then I can go through each invoice and I can say well how come you went to this job and you're saying it's a callback but we didn't work on that little right. thing you know and sometimes you have to do that you, you you work on their tub faucet and then 
something else starts to leak and they want to blame you for it. Oh yeah. It's like, do we give it to them for free or do we say, hey, this is a totally different thing? Right. You know. So sometimes we end up just, you know, giving some freebies out just because. That's why you price yourself the way you price yourself, right? Yeah. So, so it's a, to do with that. But I keep track of that, and it's just, you know, and then the managers are starting to look at that stuff too to keep, yeah, you know, so that they can keep the guys. You know, we can't, I can't afford to send a plumber to a house and not even get a service fee. Exactly. It took you 15 minutes to get there, or whatever, however long. Sometimes it's even longer, depending on where yeah. they're at. And then you spent 10, 15 minutes on the job. Why didn't you get something? And so yeah. it's probably because they only spent 10 or 15 minutes on the job is probably why they rushed it too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, and sometimes it's not anything that's going to take that long, you know? And, yeah. But just talking and, to the homeowner, kind of doing the rapport building, you know, yeah, sometimes and, that can. And then they're like, well, I just didn't feel like I could charge for, you know, what I, you know, cleaning out an aerator or something. It's like, well, you know, they they expected the sixty nine ninety five. You said at least got it. Yes. And you got to keep up on your guys because, you know, they they feel that you know they don't want to feel like they're a salesman or whatever. You know, right. and I think they you know they struggle with they don't want to rip people off, but sure. they got to realize and they need to realize you know you expected to get paid. I need to be paid so I can pay you. <laughs> you know, exactly. I paid you so much an hour. And you didn't bring anything in for that hour. How do I pay you? It's, exactly. Uh, it's a constant conversation, right? I mean, I, it's just this how it is. Um, now, do you guys do inspection forms and do you know build options? You preach the value of those. Uh, we do a little bit. Uh, the guys don't do that as well as I would like them to. Yeah. Uh, we have an, an inspection, and uh, you know they they sometimes they'll do it if they feel that. You know, there's something that they can maybe sell some more of, or you know, they're doing a water heater and, and the pressure's high, and so they'll do the inspection so that they can show the people that the pressure's high and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I would like them to do it more than they are, yeah. but that's one of the things that we struggle on. Sure. But, there's always something to work on, always, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what is your what's your average ticket? You said it's something you keep an eye on. Uh, our average ticket is usually around five hundred. Yeah, it's 550 right around. That's good. Yeah, that's a little better than a model, so that's really good. And um, and and you said you grow smart. You keep an eye on your gross margin. It sounded like earlier before we started recording, right? It's in the 60s or something like that. Yeah, about 60 percent. That's good. Up in that area. Yeah, Uh, that's really good. I like to keep it up there. You know. Hey, that's right checking that earlier today at water heaters and I'm getting a little low on water heaters because the prices just keep going up and so yeah time to the prices again. again right right uh I'm glad you mentioned one of our, our partners Home Depot Pro I just talked to to Ryan Fidgen uh our in our last show our last show and he's a great guy and, and they've been a great partner when did you guys decide to do so you do the VMI program it sounds like right yeah so we started doing that about four years ago with them okay yeah um, came in uh, when I took over, I, I wanted that shop out there. Um, yeah. They did a little bit of stuff for us before, but not like it is now. Yeah. Uh, they actually came in and uh, said, hey, we want to do this better for you. What can we do? So we designed some That's shelving. Great. They brought in some shelving for us, got it all stocked up. And yeah. it's made a difference. It's really helpful because I noticed we track a lot of trucks. The guys sure. would come in here, spend their 
half hour to an hour in here uh, doing whatever, you know, having their meeting, uh, the meetings, and then supposedly stocking the truck. And then I would watch. The first thing they do is go to the spy house and spend 20 <laughs> minutes at the spy house yeah. getting a donut or whatever. I'm like, why are you guys, you know, yeah. we have this. I want the stuff here. So we brought it in. And so that saved a lot of time because now they go from here right out to the job. Right, uh, right, right. That's great. Yeah, and did you notice your labor percentage got more in line with where it should have been the minute you had them come in? It did help. You know, they can stock up every morning, and then if they have some during the day, they use something, and they know that they can need it, they can stop back in here, grab yeah. it again, keep their truck socked up. And it's a lot faster than going and chatting with all the other guys that are hanging out. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have a Home Depot representative in the shop full-time just working with you guys. Well, he's not full time. He comes uh, once a week. He's supposed to be here today, actually. Um, okay. And he comes in, checks everything. So when our guys go out there, they take something off the shelf, they write it down what they've taken. Then he okay. comes back, checks that, and then restocks everything. And then we do have a uh, a guy that just works in the shop who okay. stocks, helps stock the shelves. But then if the guys are on a job and they need a part, they can call him and he'll run it to them. That's great. That's great. So you pretty much eliminated, well, not eliminated, I bet, but you've greatly reduced the, uh, the you know, running to the, you know, the shop or running to Home Depot or something individually and the supply houses and getting and getting materials. You've got the guys mostly on the jobs. Yeah. So we've got them going so that they don't have to go there. They can stay on the job because that's, you know, important. If people think, oh, I'm not paying you to run to the supply house. Am I? And, you know, they right. think, they don't think that you're, you know, you're running to the supply house, pick a part, coming back. They're thinking you're going and screwing around, take lunch, yeah, you know, go there, whatever. And they're thinking they're paying you for that. And we're sure. like, well, no, that's why we gave you the price before. And we explained that to them. But it's nice just to say, I'm just going to have this guy. He's going to bring it out to me and I'll get the job done. And we're not going to be wasting any of your time because sure. time's important to people. Support for this podcast comes from Rhino Fleet Tracking. Rhino is an industry-leading commercial vehicle tracking company with an array of vehicle and equipment tracking solutions, which provides you valuable data about your drivers and fleet. Their live Texas-based customer service has led them to more than 12 years of success. For SGI member discounts and more information, visit rhinofleettracking.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Victor Bachman of Mike Bachman Plumbing in Ogden, Utah. Mike Bachman Plumbing is on target to double its sales from $1.5 million to $3 million in 2021 at a great margin. And it's doing so while maintaining a family-oriented culture. Uh, in the second half of the interview with Vic, we're going to talk about how he finds new plumbers. We're going to talk about how uh, they track and keep people accountable. We're going to talk about advertising. And we're going to talk about a whole lot more so let's jump back into my conversation with Vic Bachman of Mike Bachman Plumbing. You, you said uh, you spend a lot of you know a lot of your time in the morning, kind of looking at the numbers and seeing you know if you get a, a, a you know a plumber where he had two calls where he just got a service fee or he just didn't even get the service fee. It was a zero dollar call. Do you now do you reach out to your manager to talk to that that technician or do you talk to him individually or what's how do you use a chain of command and you know talk about that. Yeah, so it, it just depends on, on, you know, basically what it is and how, how many times we've talked to them already, that kind right. of stuff. And, right. uh, a lot of times, you know, I go through and I find, well, this was a, you know, 
was, you know, people canceled when they got to the door, which is not their fault or, you know, yeah. but if it's something that needs to be talked to, sometimes I will go to their managers and I'm going to be using that more now that I've got the managers thing set up a little bit better. Sure. Um, and, but, you know, and in fact, I talked to the managers this morning about that, that, you know, there's this problem. We need to talk to this person about it. Yeah. Um, so you can talk to him. And then if you have questions, come talk to me. And if I need to talk to him, I can do that too. Right. Uh, but, you know, I want to be still personal with the guys. Right. You know, I'm still their friend and I'm their boss, but I want to be their friend too. And yeah. we're, our culture here is real family oriented. And yeah. We want them to feel like they can be here. And, you know, most of our guys have been here, you know, over 10 years, some are over 20 years. And so yeah. that's what we want. Uh, we sure. want that stick with this but and so you know there but as we get bigger it's harder to do that by myself oh so, yeah no no you're doing the right thing you're bringing up people the next level of management you're doing exactly what what we teach that's 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 great i'm excited to see how it's going to keep growing you know as, yeah. as you keep as you keep elevating that middle management level you know it, it allows you to to focus on growing the business well, and it, and it gives them something to look forward to that they're not going to maybe not going to have to be a full time plumber in their truck all the time, you know, that yeah. they progress up. Because sure. you get a lot of those guys are like, I just don't want to, can't do this as much anymore, and yeah. so they quit, you know. And it's like, right. uh, you know, you know, they still want a job, but they just can't. You know, they're, they're breaking swear out. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, not an easy job. You're on your knees all the time, right? You're bent over. All the time. Backwards out there. Yeah. Right, right. How do you um? How do you guys track performance of everyone? Obviously, you have the average ticket, but do you like do scoreboards or or does everyone have certain revenue goals they know they need to hit? You know, so they're cognizant of, you know, they're not just sloughing off a job. You know, that, that you know, like with having you you talked about it at EP, right? You you left EP and you had a goal. So how does that work with your technicians? Yeah, so we have a, a goal board in the classroom, on the back of the classroom. It's, I'm uh, thinking it's probably five feet by 10 feet. Great. Everybody's name's written on it. And then they're supposed to come in every morning and write down their numbers. Oh, good. Uh, they're writing them. Okay, good. They write them down on there. They write how much they brought in, what their goal was, was it above goal or below goal, and they can keep track of that. And then yeah. add my business partner and he keeps track of the company and he writes that on there too so all of our numbers are posted the guys know how much the company has brought in for the year it's all right they're open for them yeah who um, have daily goals that they're supposed to meet like we talked about earlier that yep if that daily goal then they get one percent of whatever they brought in that day goes into a profit sharing account for them yeah and all of That's our guys great. have profit sharing too. That's so. wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, now for a guy, I mean, it, it happens to everyone, right? Where you just might have something in your personal life that's causing you to struggle and work. Um, is do you do ride-alongs at all if someone's really struggling, um, or or is it just a, you know an individual conversation like, hey Joe, what's going on? Is everything okay? You know, I mean that happens. That's just part of business. It's part of life. So how do you guys kind of handle someone that that might be having a rough stretch? Yeah, so we, we break them over, we talk with them, um, you yeah. know, ask we do what we can help we do yeah. do ride-alongs once in a while for people that need some help in fact one of my uh the office girls came in this morning and was asked me to ride along with one of the guys here they struggle yeah. stuff is take a little longer than we think he should and, yeah and want to see what's going on there but so we'll be doing that this week yeah um, ride-alongs are, are are tough because 
they, they always seem to be perfect when you're with them. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's amazing um, how that works, right? Yeah. They do that inspection sheet, and then the next day you're not riding with them, and no inspection sheet show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, why is that? So it it, and I'm hoping with the managers they'll be a little more, you know, they won't be as nervous, and, and you know, uh, they can ride along with them a little bit better and see more of the real stuff. Because yeah, I think yeah. when I ride along with them, they're just they're trying so hard to be perfect right. that yeah. you don't see what's really happening. Sure, sure. That's funny. Um, so you're growing, you're adding trucks, right? You want to keep growing, it sounds like. So you're gonna need you're gonna need more plumbers. So yeah. let's circle back to that that awful issue to deal with. Um, so are you working with the trade school specifically to let them know, hey, I'm looking for people, or or if you got a student that isn't working with someone or someone that just signed up and needs someone to get hours with how, like how are you kind of finding apprentices how are you finding you know are so, you hiring season techs i mean let's let's talk about that so we like to we'd love to hire some season licensed journeyman plumbers but it's almost impossible to find them right now especially here in utah that everything's gone crazy the building's going through the roof yeah. uh, they're building a new airport which they took oh. quite a few hundred plumbers and yeah. gave them these huge wages to go work there. Uh, in yeah. fact, I had a few plumbers that were thinking about it. And I says, you know, you can do that. That's fine. But if you're not going to be loyal to me, I can't promise your job back. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And with us. But um, we have a unique situation because Chad Roylatz, who is my business partner, he yeah. is actually teaches the first year apprentices at the agency. Oh, well, that kind of helps. So. <laughs> You know, we got to be real careful with that because we don't want other companies thinking that we're stealing their plumbers that way. No, but if he just happens and, to wear a Mike Bachman plumbing shirt every time he teaches, you know, it's yeah, a branding is work. <laughs> yeah, they know that who he works for, but yeah. um, we, we don't go and say, hey, you know, come work for no, us. No, I understand. Yeah. But if they come to us and say, hey, I'm looking for a job, you know, I'm not happy with where I'm at or whatever, we can do that. Sure. Um, but, you know, he, he does, we get a lot of, people that sign up for school that aren't working at the time. They just want right. to be a plumber, so they sign up. And right. so then they need to find a job and that and that helps. So we're willing to give people a, a, a shot. Yeah. Uh, you know, they see if they work. We have what usually a 90 day probation period that we can okay. work with and see if they were actually capable. We had a a female uh, girl do that uh, three years ago. She came yeah. As I signed up for school, I need a job, and nobody would even talk to her. Really? Um, so she kind of mentioned it in the chat at school, and so we brought her in, interviewed her, and yeah. liked her, and she's been here three years. That's uh, great. And she's probably one of our best employees right now. She does That's really great. well, making good numbers. That's uh, good. She's one of the really good students at the school. I think the other apprentices there don't like her because she's kind of ruining <laughs> the bell curve. <laughs> ah. Hey, that's a good person to have on your team, though. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're willing to give them a try and see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes they work yeah. out, sometimes they don't. But yeah. right now, the best way that I've found to get plumbers is to train them up. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of our, you know, plumbers are, have been here since they were started school. Uh, we right. offer to pay for their schooling. If they work for us, we'll pay for their schooling. We pay great. for their thing. Um, you know, we pay the you know, the wages, which goes up as the longer they're with us. We sure. do like 
to, you know, if we're going to pay for your schooling and do this kind of stuff, we want you to at least work for us for a year after you graduate. You know, we can't sure. force them to stay forever, but well, we find that most of them want to stay. So that's wonderful. When you when you're in, interviewing people like that, you know, younger people or people just getting into the industry, what you know, what are you looking for? Like, well, you know, you've been doing this long enough to know, okay, that personality, it's going to work. You know, that there, the, you can tell that based on their work history, they don't, they're not afraid of hard work or, or based on that person's work history, they are not going to work out here and I'm not bringing them on. So is there anything you, you found over the years, things, the commonalities with the, the people that end up being successful with you? Um, I think one of them is just how, you know, the, they have a desire to do it. They want to work. You know, you can tell people that are just wanting to be paid. Yeah. They're just looking for a paycheck. And you can tell people that are, are really interested in it. And plumbing is one of those things that, you know, it if you just want a paycheck, plumbing's not for you because right. it's a dirty job. <laughs> you know, going out and cleaning sewers and doing that kind of stuff, it's not fun. Yeah. And so, you know, they've got to be willing to be able to and have that desire to work hard sure. um, and i was raised you know in that era that you know it was important my my dad i went to work with him in the morning and we didn't come home until all the jobs were done sometimes we worked right. till 10 11 o'clock at night or later yeah, you know, yeah. 24 hours a day we were doing stuff and, and right. nowadays it, it's a little bit different than that people aren't don't want to work like that right and so we've got to change a lot of the ways we look at things and, Sure. Getting the people, but you know, we want them. You know, you come to work at eight, you go to five. I mean, that's what. And then they're on call, and, and yeah, they've got to be willing to be able to do that. Yeah. And some of them work out, some of them don't. It's just. Yeah. And sometimes you get a guy that you think, oh, it's going to be great, and he's not. Yeah. Yep. It's part of the business. Yeah. So are you you're recruiting all the time then it sounds like you know so you're always keeping an eye out you're always willing to talk to somebody just in case. Yeah, we're trying. Um, I like to the guys that call up and say hey I'm looking for a job, you know, yeah. and I'll talk to them on the phone and, and I can usually tell if they're really wanting a job. Um, if their mom calls and say hey my son's looking for a job, I oh, usually boy. give them a chance. Holy cow. But, you know, and that happens quite often. I'm amazing oh, how many would you hire my son? Well, your son should be asking me that, not you. You, yeah. <laughs> so, holy moly. Yeah, so, that's something else. <laughs> but we're always looking for new ways. Um, and our tag meeting with SGI last week, we're, yeah, I got some ideas about different things. Um, yeah. He was talking about how, up in Canada, how they're starting a, uh, they had an employee that had some stuff, but they're starting a, uh, what was it called? A scholarship program. Oh, okay. This employee's name, because um, I, uh, I don't know what happened there, but this difference. But I, you know, I was thinking maybe it's doing something like that to get some yeah. of these younger kids interested in becoming plumbers. Right. Because you know, kids nowadays don't think about plumbing as a hobby, you know, right. or electricians or any of that kind of stuff. It's they want to sit behind the computer and play video games and get paid for it. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's the new, it's the new, I'm going to be a professional athlete is now I'm going to be a professional gamer. It's crazy yeah. how things have changed, but you're right. It, well, and, and I think, 
you know, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, shop classes and stuff like that have disappeared where people, oh. you know, and it's just you, you, everyone's told to go to you got to go to college to make a living, which is obviously yeah. massively incorrect. Well, you, the, the anyone that talks to you into the trades. Yeah, they do teach them a shop class like is that considered shop? <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> right. You exactly. feel hard anything because of more. It's just crazy. Yeah. But, it's different. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, you mentioned, um, you know, sewers and stuff. Do you guys do a ton of drain cleaning? Is that a big part of the business or is it mostly like plumbing repair and, and stuff like that? I would love to say that we don't, but we do. Plum sewers are big. It's yeah. a big part of our business. Sure. The guys hate it. Uh, and that's something we're working on here lately. Yeah. It's really not. I look at it and I think, you know, it's not that hard. It's not really that say, hard. Yeah. You don't but, need a license to do it. Yeah. But the guys get that they look at it and it's one of the dirty things and it's, yeah. you know and it can be hard sometimes and and they just have that I guess they're scared of it and they just okay. they don't want to do it and so they right. make it into this huge deal yeah. and it's like, is it really that huge a deal I I talked to them a little bit about that this morning in our little meeting but yeah it's not that big a deal guys let's just go out stay calm do yeah. the work get it done and yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah. you go out there and you're just mad and you want to get it done quickly, then we get callbacks. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's For better, sure. you know, look at it as just a, it's just part of the job. Right. Um, and but sewers is is big. Oh it, yeah, it's a. That's one of those things that's going to back up. Everybody poops basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's yeah. science. Makes and, sense. All everyone does. Yeah, no. And I've noticed during COVID, it's been a lot worse because oh, people were there all. Towels. You know, they were yeah. home all day long using that sewer that didn't use half as much. It was getting used twice as much, and so it was plugging up more. Yeah. And, and that's one of those emergency things that people yes. don't want to wait. You know, right. my sewer's backed up in my basement. I don't want to wait till tomorrow to fix it. Right, right. So. Yeah. But it's a very profitable job. Yeah. Very so uh, we do charge quite a bit to do sewers, and compared to some of these other just drain cleaning companies that are in town but in my opinion if i'm going to do it that's going to make it worthwhile and Heck yeah and you know we have better guarantees and we do better than and the, the others and people still want to pay it so yeah what what are you kind of replacement options you just do digs or do you do relining or bursting or what what do you guys offer we don't do any of that if it has to be replaced we refer it out um, okay my dad got buried uh, in a trench uh, when he first, in younger years. Um, and so ever since then, anything over three feet deep, we don't do it. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, and our yeah. sewers here in Utah are usually eight oh, wow. feet or more because of, okay. we have basements. And so, yeah. And we just don't want to have the backhoes and that kind of sure. stuff. Sure. So, okay. Uh, so you don't sell it or you just. You just refer to you don't sell it at all. You just refer it directly to somebody. Yeah. So okay. we specialize in repairs on yeah. you know plumbing. Water heaters is really big for us. Water softening units. Yeah. Uh, we do fix faucets. We used to fix a lot more. Now now we're more into repair versus replace. Place. Yep. You know stuff nowadays is disposable basically. It is. You know, yeah. You used to buy faucets and they would last and you could repair them, but nowadays it's like. By the time you repair this, you can buy a brand new one. You know, just put the yeah. money in one. So exactly, you know, we teach our guys to give those options. You know, I can repair for this, 
I can replace it for this. We can upgrade it to this, you know, and and that really helps because it gets those invoice numbers up. Yeah, for sure. You're surprised that what people are willing to do. You think, oh, they'll never go for this, and they do. They, will. <laughs> they do. Yeah, well, they value. I mean, you show the value, right? You got great warranties, and I just don't want to mess with it anymore, right? I just want to know that that yeah. whatever this is is done right, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. I really, yeah. I do. That's that's huge these days. So. Um, Okay, real quick, change the subject, and then we're going to we'll wrap up because I've had you about an hour, and I really appreciate that. This has been a lot of fun for me. But, um, you know, you want to keep growing the business. Uh, that means you're going to need more phone calls. Have you guys – has that not been an issue these days? You're just getting – it's more or less, a, a, a you know, a, a plumber issue. You need more plumbers, or are you still pushing uh, marketing to, to try and generate calls? It really isn't an issue for us right now. Um, yeah. We The phone's ringing. Uh, I heard it while we were talking. <laughs> because it kept ringing. Um, yeah. Most of ours is word of mouth. We've been around yeah. for a long time anyway that we get a lot of from that. Uh, yeah. We do have some TV commercials that we play. Uh, the biggest problem with those is that they're statewide, which we oh. don't go statewide. <laughs> so we get yeah. calls from St. George. I was I'm like, I'm like oh, I can't go to St. George. That's six hours from here. But yeah, unless you want to play, yeah, pay for the plane ticket. <laughs> we tried different things. We did the cable where they just did certain areas. Yeah. And we actually found that was we were getting more calls off the ones that weren't specific. And right. I don't know why. It just maybe the stations that the people are watching. Yeah. Uh, we've done some radio here and there, but I mean, most of the stuff, especially right now, we haven't been pushing advertising a lot because. Everybody's so busy around here that we get a lot of people, and you can tell they've called five different plumbers and you know whoever gets there first kind of thing. And, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, we're most of our competitors are telling people they're two weeks out, and we yeah. usually get to them within two days. That's good. About the same day, and so yeah. that makes and and I I could probably hire three or four more plumbers. And yeah happy because i have the work for that yeah um, i just can't find them so right 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 so yeah it's it's just it's funny how things have, have, have changed over the years but when i first got in this almost 20 years ago it was all about how to find more leads how to, and now it's like i just got more than i can deal with i just can't find the people to run them you know or was, the right people yeah i was just looking at some of the sdi stuff earlier the big old book about yellow page ads oh like, yeah oh yeah i used to write those yeah that was <laughs> It, it, yeah, that was it. If you had the right yellow page, right, man, you were you were cooking. You had to get up front. That's why half our our, our plumbing uh, companies begin with A. It's triple A this to get up front, right? It's yeah. They did that for a while, and then they started where you just pay to get up front. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, they figured it out. They figured it out. Yeah. People were buying three full page ads. Just oh. Plumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until everyone figured out that that just doesn't work anymore. So that's that's funny. Um, oh, real quick, you mentioned your tag groups. How are those going? So for those people that don't know, tags are where our members get together. And you guys, what, talk about once a month or once every couple of weeks? Yeah, it's once a month. Uh, we yeah. get together. There's a group of us. I believe there's eight or ten plumbing companies. Uh, we have some up in Canada with us and then all over the state. And they, they basically put you together with groups that are similar to yours. Size, yeah. Know, a little bit and then you just get together and you share ideas and talk and yeah. i really find it real helpful i think it's a sure. great program um, that's great 
and I love yeah. being part of it. So yeah, I was gonna say I think I've seen a I think someone shared. Is it Missy that runs yours or yeah. Missy? Yeah. She yeah. takes a screen picture and puts it on Facebook, and I, you're in a good group. I remember I, there's lots of faces I know in that group, so it means they're probably yeah. you got a pretty good group. So yeah, it's a it's a good program, and if if you have a chance to get in one, I would say do it because it, it really helps. Well, it keeps you on track, makes right. you you know have goals that you're working towards, and sure, and makes you holding other people responsible, and they're holding you responsible, and so it's a good thing. That's great. That's great. Okay, wrapping up, Vic. You said five that five million is the goal. Anything beyond that, you know, in ten years, you want to you take it to ten million, or, or are you just happy? You just focus at that five million dollar number. Well, I'm, I'm kind of happy right now, just keeping it at that. I don't want to get too, you know, audacious. I guess. I mean, sure. Um, I can see that it could possibly get there, but yeah. And I also have talked to you know people that say once you hit that five million, it's a totally different right. You know, thing so it's something of once we get to the five i'll have to decide if i want to go bigger or not but sure what my boys want to do with you know because yeah. they're going to be coming up too so that's great that's wonderful and then just last question is uh you know what advice would you have for other you know sgi members or maybe even just you know plumbing contractors that aren't in the group you know what what are some important things that they should keep their eye on in order to have a successful business um <laughs> I think the biggest help was SGI really helped us keep in, you know, on track and taught mm -hmm. us a lot of things that we need to know. There's, you know, a lot of times when you're a, a plumber, you think you're making money. You, you figure, well, I paid this much. I'm charging this much. I'm doing good. But yeah. then when you add all those things together, you find out that you're not doing as well as you thought you were. Right. And so right. it's a good idea to, you know, track those, those numbers, make sure that you're, you're priced right. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest thing is being priced right and, and then having a culture in your company where the people want to stay with you they want to right. be part i guess part of your vision <laughs> part of what you want yeah you want to be and if they're not on board they're not going to help you yeah, you know, they're going to fight against you. We used to call it the, you know, the you'd have a meeting and then they would go out to the dumpster and have the dumpster. Oh meeting. yeah, and yeah. so you don't want them to do that. You want them to say, hey, this is great. This is what I want to do. This is the company I want to be a part of, and that's important. Is keeping them, you know, part of. And culture is a lot different now than it used to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, there was no culture. We just no, there was no. Twenty years ago, we didn't talk about culture. That was I was like, what? What is culture? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But nowadays, the people want to feel like that they're needed and wanted, and that they're yeah. important. And so, yeah. it, you, you got to keep that. In. And so, yeah. um, and that's what SGI's really helped with that, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, for those that aren't members of SGI, I would say, you know, look at your numbers and keep track of them. Try to do those kind of things that you know you've seen the people in your town that. You know, are doing the red cut shoe covers and red carpet, and yeah. you think those little things aren't a big deal, but they are a big deal They're to huge. people. And yeah. So it's you know, join SGI if you can. You know, it's <laughs> gonna make a big difference in your life. Yeah. Uh, and so it really helps. You That's know, right. I, so. 
No, that's good. No, I know, I know culture is a big deal. I, I, and just reading that old piece that I did talking to your dad, he started a lot of those fun things, right? You know, with yeah. the, the refrigerator and you guys still do it. And that's wonderful. You, you make it a place where people want to be. And obviously you've got people that have been there for 10, 10 plus years. You guys are doing that right. So awesome. So, well, Victor, thank you so much for all your time today. Really enjoyed the conversation and uh, I hope you guys nothing but continued success and look forward to seeing you hopefully at uh, Expo in a handful of months. Yeah, I'll be there. You're already signed up, so we're excited. Great. Expo is always good. So yeah. thanks for having me and we'll see you later. That sounds good, Vic. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. That's Vic Bachman on how Mike Bachman Plumbing in Ogden, Utah, is on pace to double its sales in 2021 by running a strong operation, but also putting a premium on culture. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. The Successful Contractor podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.